Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Heaven is not God's house. Okay. It's only earth that we need houses. Mm-hmm. So when Jacob saw the ladder, he said, this is certainly the house of God, talking about the earth. So when Jesus said, in my father's house, what exactly did he mean? In the book of John chapter 2, this is where he finished doing the miracle of turning water into wine. Okay, let's read from verse 15 to make sense. And when he had made a scourge of small coals, he drove them out of the temple. Where did he drive them out? The temple. The temple. Right. All right. I think let's read from verse 13. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Jesus went into Je- to Jerusalem and found in the temple. Found where? In, in the, the temple. temple. In the temple, those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and changes of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small coals, he drove them out of the temple. He said you can do it anywhere, but not in the temple. Mm. So the context of his dealing with the people was within the temple. If you are doing it out there, no problem. I don't have an, I'm not coming, but it shouldn't enter the temple. So he Mm. came into the temple. He found some things going on in the temple, which he did not endorse and agree with, or he strongly disapprove of so when he came to the temple and he found that this is what they were doing in the temple very 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 deplorable in his sight and really reprehensible so he decided to go and make a scourge of little cords and then he brought and whipped them and then now this is the text that's the story behind the text verse 16 and when he started whipping them over through their table he said, verse 16, and said unto them, unto them that so that take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. Oh, oh. Where was he talking? When, where, 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 where was this event happening? Where? Temple. temple. And then he said, don't make this temple, which is my father's house, a place of merchandise. Mm. Now look at verse 17. And the disciple remembered that is written the house of your, the zeal of your house has consumed me. Verse 18 said that. Then answered the Jews, <laughs> the Jews, and said unto him, What sign do you show us, or show thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered unto them, Destroy this temple. Somebody say temple. 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 Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said unto him, then said the Jews, 40 and six years was this temple in building. And will thou rear it up in three days? So mm. my key points are verse 16 and verse 21. What did he say about 21? He was speaking about the temple of his body. The house of God in the Old Testament was the temple. Are you getting it? The house of God was the temple. What we have just read was the transitional moment. In the verse 16, he said, the temple which you have made a den of thieves is the house of God. Oh. Then they asked him to show us a sign. Then now he flipped, he said, now my body is the temple. Okay. So in the Old Testament, the temple 
was the house of God. In the New Testament, the wow. temple is the body of Christ. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. okay. The New Testament temple is the body of Christ. Mm. And so the house of God in the New Testament is the body of Christ. That is why he says that we are the body of Christ. Mm. And, the church has, and in fact, in First Corinthians, he says that, don't you know that ye are the temple of God? So we human beings are the temple of God, the church, which is the house of God, which is the church of the living God. I think I'll take my time to teach on this later, sometime later. But why am I talking about this today? We are the church of the living God. So when Jesus said, in my father's house, he was not talking about heaven. Because the house of God, it, even within the times of Jesus, when he spoke about the house of God, he was speaking about the temple. Mm. But now that thing is changing from just the physical building to become the body of Christ, which oh. we are. So when he was going to die, he said that I am going to prepare a place, John chapter 14 again. He says that in my father's house are many mansions. That mansion there is wrong word. It's it's they translated it mansion, but actually it's supposed to be translated dwelling. Mm. So when you go to a hotel, there are a lot of dwellings in the, the hotel. Mm. It's one hotel by a lot of dwellings, yeah. one house of God by a lot of dwellings. And guess who are the dwelling? You and you and you and you and I and him and he who are born again and Christ dwells in us. Mm. There was no way he could dwell in us for us to be the house of God until he has gone into the, onto the cross. Mm -hmm. so when he went to the cross and died on the cross, that's when the change happened. Now human beings became the dwelling place of God on earth. Mm -hmm. And we corporately become the church. God wanted to be on earth and have a dwelling on earth. Wow. So he created man and Satan entered man and he First, he created the heaven and the earth, and he puts man inside. Now, as I taught you the other time, now he has created new man first. And later on, he will create a new heaven and earth, and he will put out the new man in. Mm. So that the original plan from Adam will start to, Garden of Eden is reenacted, and we are, that's the Garden of God and all that. But what was the point here? Because we are the house of God, when Christ died, we became the house of God. Say, I am the house of God. I am the house of, house of God. But the point I'm making, John chapter 14, when he said, in my father's house, there are many abodes. He's talking about in the church, in the body of Christ, which is the house, the temple of God. He said, there are a lot of dwelling places. You are one of the dwelling places. She's one of the dwelling places. He's one of the dwelling places. I'm one of the dwelling places. Anybody who is born again is one of the dwelling places. Many dwelling places, and we all form one house of God. Mm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yes. yes. Now watch this. When people become born again, First John chapter 1, verse 3, it says, That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. Why are we preaching to you? We are preaching to you so that you have fellowship with us. Now, that fellowship there is koinonia. It's meaning that in Acts 2, 42, it says that, and they continue in the apostles' doctrines, apostles' uh, fellowship, prayer and breaking of bread. So fellowship. You watch this. The key point I'm making is you become born again in order to be part of a body. And those of us who are already in the body of Christ, 
Our fellowship is with one another and with God and with the Father. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, the last, the last verse in And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14 there. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. So the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the Holy Spirit is our fellowship. And he says that our fellowship is with the Father and the Son. So we believers have a fellowship with the triune of God. Our fellowship is with God. When we go and preach for someone to be born again, what we are doing is we are inviting you not to go to heaven. We are inviting you to join this fellowship. Mm. So as soon as you become born again, you have become part of a bigger fellowship. And so when Jesus comes by, he's coming for these fellow fellows. Okay. <laughs> fellows in the ship. Yes. Wow. <laughs> he is the head. In the Old Testament, there are several imagery that is used to describe God's people. One of it is a sheepfold. So God being a shepherd is not from New Testament time. It's from Old Testament time. Okay. The same thing happens to the church. God is our shepherd. Another one of it is family. The whole of Israel was kind of a family and God was their father. That's why they said we are not illegitimate. God is our father in John chapter um, 8. All right. It's like the imagery of family, the imagery of a fold, the imagery of is like a big garden or the imagery of a tree. We are the branches and God is the vine. The same Israel. The only imagery that was never portrayed in the Old Testament for the people of God is a body. Being the body of God is a unique, exclusive New Testament term for God's people. Mm, okay. And it, it connotes a very strong imagery or strong, it depicts a very strong meaning. Meaning that, you see, the body shares one blood and one life. It's the same blood. So my nail cannot claim to be part of my body and still not be part of everything the body is enjoying. My ears cannot claim to be part of my body and not have the same... If you extract blood from my ears, it should be the same blood that runs through my thighs or my knees. Why? Because it's one body. And so, if you are part of the body of Christ... We have oneness. Jesus prayed that make them one as we are one. So Bible says that endeavor to keep the oneness of the spirit. It's not you can't create it. It is already created as soon as you become born again. That is why those who create tension and confusion in the church, God doesn't take it lightly at all. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Because this is a body. Why do you want to cut your knee or your little toe from your body? Wow. Are you gossiping to that sister to make her even stop coming to church? Wow. Wow. God will hold you personally responsible. Yeah. Wow. Because we are the body of Christ and watch, watch this, the house of God. It took Jesus' death to bring people into the house of God. Don't drive them out. Wow. Three days, I'm going to raise this temple. After he, you, they destroyed the temple, his physical body the third day, he raised that. He actually raised a proper body that is made up of a universal bride. Mm-hmm. Right. Strong. That's why he told his disciples, I'm going, and I'm going to prepare a place, and I'll come for you. When he went, he dealt with sin. He mm-hmm. dealt with self. 
He dealt with Satan. He dealt with the world. Those are the things that block people from becoming people of God. Mm. Dealt with these things, and after he dealt with it, you can now be part of God's people without any setback. Once we became part of him, his body, we became his body. And because we are his body, we have one shared life. Communion. What's communion? Communion wow. is fellowship. Wow. Interaction. It's communion is partnership. Share mm. partnership. First Corinthians chapter 10. I'm reading from the King James. It says, the cup of blessing. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. I have the communion here. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the fellow communion? King James said, is it not the communion of the body of Christ? And the bread which we break. Is it not the communion? Do you see the same way? Communion, communion. That's why we call it communion. Mm-hmm. Communion is actually fellowship. You are born again to be part of the communion. Oh, are you getting it? Yes. When I say communion, I'm talking in this sense, fellowship. We said, we tell you this in First John chapter 1, verse 3. This we declare to you that you have fellowship with us. We are preaching to you so you can be part of this partnership. Mm-hmm. with NIV. Yes. They read, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? What is it? It is a participation. Mm. You are part of it. Mm. You are part of this body. Read, read, continue. And is not the bread that we break a participation in it the is, body so of Christ? Communion means participation. We are sharing in one thing. We are partners in it. We are having communion in it. We are having, it's a participation. So communion is not just a church ritual, but it's reinforcement of our oneness in Christ as the house of God and the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm part of the vine. I am part of the vine. You are yes, part yes. of the family. You are part of the fold. Amen. But guess what? More importantly, you are part of his body and I'm Amen. part of the body and he's the head of the body. Amen. He does the speaking for us. He does the leading for us. The thinking is in the head. Christ is the head of the, head of the church. So the church is the body of the head. And Christ is the head of the body. In other words, Christ is the head of the church and the church is the body of Christ. And so if you are part of this body, then it is necessary we all share this body life together. That is the purpose of communion. And the good thing I like about communion is it carries supernatural power. You know, Bible says that he who is joined to the Lord is one. As I share communion, the blessings of Christ that is in here, we commonize it. Wow. I use the word commonize. We make it common amongst all of us. Because if something is happening from Christ, in your life, that's then as we share the communion, I become a bona fide beneficiary or partaker. Mm. Because we are all partakers. The mm. bread which we bless, is this not the partaking or partnership of the blood of Christ and the bread we bless? Is it not partnership, mm. koinonia, fellowship, yeah. interaction, mm. participation? Yes, yes. Of the body of Christ. So, the body of Christ is, ah, that's interesting. Let me read again. The bread we break, is it not the 
participation or the communion of what? The body of Christ. Who is the body of Christ? The church. The church. And so, if you are part of the communion, that means you are reinforcing your position in the church and part of the church of Christ. Wow. And so, anything that belongs to the church, the healings, the blessings, the favors, the open heavens, the Holy Spirit empowerment that belongs to the church, the wisdom of God that belongs to the church, the anointing that belongs to the church. As we share in communion, you are saying that I'm also qualified to be. It's just like a citizen. You are a citizen. Anything that belongs to citizen belongs to you as well. Anything that belongs to citizens. And Bible calls us even citizens of the house of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. It talks about we are no longer foreigners but citizens. We are no longer strangers but fellow members of the same household. And so communion is we are about to reinforce our fellowshipness. Permit me with my coined word. Fellowshipness. Mm-hmm. Our oneness, our koinonia, yeah. our participation or partnership. If God is blessing me and I'm part of this Caris assembly, and you are also part of that, then every blessing that is flowing in my life, that same dimension of God's blessing and favor is also, and you are entitled to it happening for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Explain it a bit clear for somebody to get it. Mm. Oh, you didn't get it properly. Oh, we got it. Got it. When Jesus said in my father's house, Everybody, everybody in Christ, many people in Christianity, big theology, they all think it's heaven. Uh, yeah. How can there be a mansion in a house? In a house. It's a Which one is bigger? But there are abodes in the house, dwelling yes. places. Where God was. Jesus said, You are my dwelling place. Mm-hmm. He dwell in you. He lives in you. He lives in him. He lives in you. Now, to recap everything I said, in the Old Testament, when they say the temple, it meant the building. Mm-hmm. That's what to say, why are you making my father's house the temple, which is my father's house, den of thieves? And he said, Lucifer, if you kill me, you'll destroy this temple and raise it. And he was talking about now his body is the temple. Mm. So that body which we are, we are the temple. Mm. We are the temple. That everybody who is part of this body is also part of the temple. Mm. And because we are one body, anytime somebody comes in, he comes to join us, not by virtue of coming to church, just being in church, but by virtue of being actual spiritual part of this body. Mm. And because we are all spiritual parts, we take the communion to reinforce and to make a statement that we are a bought body. We are partakers of this purchased body. We are partakers of this blessed body on earth. We are partakers of this uh, unique, we are a peculiar people, a whole nation. We are partakers. So in spite of what is, in spite of your mistakes, in spite of some things you have done which you shouldn't have done, if we take communion, it still means that we are all the same. We are all the same. The same in the eyes of God and in the opportunities with God. But pastor, why is it that we take communion but we, I don't see the same type of blessing? No, it says that blessed are you, these things you know, blessed are you if you do them. So you are entitled, but it doesn't mean you get it. You can be entitled to benefit, but it won't come until you go and claim it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 
when it's time to see the manifestation of the koinonia, the partnership we have in the blessing, your own is not showing. Why? Not that you didn't, you are not entitled. You are entitled, but you have blocked the access. You have blocked your access. In spite of your history, in spite of what has happened, we are all, once we take the communion, we are making a statement that we are all equally God's children. Nobody is better than anybody. The pastor is never closer to God than the ordinary member. So long as sonship is concerned. The pastor is not closer to God than you. No. No. Because the communion is the same communion. That's why it's even good. Everybody is having their own. And we are taking communion. If your own is very poor bread from Harold's, then technically it may look like you are better than me. <laughs> there is not the bread that determines mm. it's our partnership in this blessedness of being in the body. Mm. We take the communion as the same blood flowing to us and the same body. We are partakers, we have partnership, we have koinonia, we have fellowship. So that healing grace that is upon me. As we take communion, I see it manifesting in your life. Amen. Do not care your family history, historic illnesses in your family. Now, this is a, also, there is historic good health in this family. Amen. Amen. As we share the communion, you activate the family traits of blessings, of favor, of good health of sound mind mm. you have sound mind we are doing your work you have sound mind lives your life instantly amen. in the name of jesus amen, amen. Yes, communion, such an important aspect of our worship and fellowship thank you for listening to hear more from david entry follow him on facebook instagram twitter and linkedin why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Karen's Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.